it's okay to not feel happy all the time. I'm going to say that again because it's super important. It's okay to not feel happy all the time. You probably know this, but do you really believe it's true? It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking we should never feel sad or angry or cranky. That's just not true. And in this episode, I'll share three reasons why the occasional crappy mood is good for your brain and why putting pressure on yourself to be all sunshine and lollipops all the time can burn you out. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I've spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. My almost five-year-old, Allison, might look a lot like my husband, but her personality is all mom, including our mutual hatred of mornings. I am definitely not a morning person. I have talked about it on the show before. I am never going to be one who's part of that 5am club where I jump up and I work out and I do all this stuff before everyone else in the house gets up. No, I take a long time to roll out of bed. And it's best if no one really talks to me for the first 10 or 15 minutes or so. Allison is a lot like me. Some days she jumps out of bed really excited and energized and is chatting my ear off and runs downstairs to play. But other days she wakes up in a foul mood. She's cranky. She stomps in with the scowl on her face, grumbles something at me, grabs her teddy bear and goes downstairs to sit on the couch. And by the time I get down there, she's probably still frowning or maybe she started to perk up a little bit. Let me ask you this. When you were little and you were in a bad mood, what did those around you say? Did they say things like, cheer up, stop being so cranky, smile a little bit? How about now? When you're in a bad mood, do you notice what other people around you say? Do you feel pressure to feel happy, to get rid of that bad mood as quickly as possible? Don't worry. If you've noticed these things, you are not alone. This is a really common message that we get, that we should never feel sad or cranky or irritable or be in a bad mood, especially as women, I find, but for men too, there's a lot of pressure that we get put on us by the outside world, whether it's family or social media or mass media, movies, television, that we should always be happy and positive and life should always be good. So when we have those bad moods, when we feel sad or down or cranky or stressed or irritable or whatever negative emotion we can think of, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get out of that as soon as we can because we're given all these messages that we should feel happy all the time. Starts when we're younger. Most of us were raised that we should be happy, we should smile, we should be positive, we should put on a happy face. And those messages continue to be reinforced 
throughout our lives. It feels a bit awkward, right? When you're in a bad mood or someone else at work is in a bad mood and you're having to interact with them, right? So a lot of us, we just put on that brave face that everything is okay. We push through, we try to ignore our bad emotions. But the trouble is that this is really hard on our minds and bodies. And there are good reasons for us to have negative or bad emotions. Let me walk you through three reasons that it is a good thing to be in a bad mood sometimes. Reason number one, those emotions might be a sign from your brain that something's off, that something needs to be adjusted. If you're super busy at work, if you've got a million things on your to-do list, if you're rush, 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 rushing all the time, Maybe you're irritable or cranky when your kids haven't picked up their clothes because you're busy all the time, right? Maybe your brain is burnt out and needs a break. Or if you're feeling a bit sad or down or your motivation is really low, maybe that's because you haven't had the time or the energy or the focus to prioritize some of those really important self-care activities. Things like eating healthy, sleeping, getting regular physical activity. Because of the way that our brains are designed, often that emotional response is really the first indication that we have that something is amiss, something is off in our world, that something is out of balance, because those emotional centers of our brain are really strong, and they can drive the show a lot of the time. Especially if we are the type of person that is maybe a little bit of a perfectionist, maybe a little bit of an overachiever like myself, we tend to focus on doing, on doing stuff, on checking stuff off the to-do list, and we don't always pay as much attention to our emotions. Again, a lot of that are patterns that we learned growing up. Maybe we were taught to not focus on those negative emotions or to do something quickly to get out of those negative emotions. But really, those emotions, whether it's sadness or anger, or frustration, or irritability, or you're just feeling a little bit blah today, might be your brain trying to give you a signal that something is off balance in your life. Paying attention to those emotions allows us to get more insight, more understanding into where that balance might be off. Then we can focus on making some changes. The second reason that it is actually a good thing to be in a bad mood sometimes is those bad moods give our brain some context. Maybe you remember this movie back in the 90s. It was called Pleasantville, I think, with Reese Witherspoon. She was quite a bit younger in this movie. But the movie is about this brother and sister and they somehow, I can't remember why, but they get sucked into this old black and white TV program. And so they're living in this black and white world. And the story is about how everything in this Pleasantville seems too perfect. Everyone has fake smiles on all the time and everyone is nice and pleasant, but they're really holding back their true feelings and their true emotions. And the story, as these characters start to interact with the movie characters, they help them learn more about what they really want what they really love in their life, what they really don't like in their life. And as they experience these emotions, everything turns into color. And that's the movie. It's a romantic comedy at heart, and it's a pretty sappy one from the 90s, but has a really important message. Let me ask you this to give you some context. Has there ever been something that you've just been naturally good at? And did you enjoy doing that thing? 
Here's an example from my life of something that I wasn't actually naturally good at. I struggled a lot in my high school biology classes. They were not a strength for me. I always did really well in anything math, numbers based, not surprising. My mom's an accountant. My dad's an engineer. Math is my thing. Did really great in statistics, math, but I wasn't great at biology. I struggled to learn the material. I had to put in a ton of work and I really didn't like it. Maybe somewhat surprisingly, fast forward a bunch of years and I ended up specializing in neuroscience and brain health, taking a lot of biology classes and a lot of basic science classes. Part of the reason is because I had to work so hard in those biology classes, my brain started to place higher value on them. I actually enjoyed it because I was working hard and seeing progress. Versus things like math that came a little bit easier to me, didn't find quite as fun because they weren't as challenging. That is the way that our brains work. They need some context. Just like in Pleasantville, the movie, when everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time, we really don't have any context to put that into. So we end up feeling kind of blah. If something comes easy to us, we don't find as much passion, as much enjoyment in it often, because it's not something that we've really had to work for and feel that sense of accomplishment. So in that way, having negative moods or negative emotions help give context and comparison for your brain for those positive moods. So the positive things, the things we love to do, the things that are more fun, feel even more enjoyable when we can compare them to those negative moods. If everything was just kind of even keel, we all felt kind of set at one point all of the time in terms of our emotions, always at one level, we wouldn't be able to experience all of those joys, all of those pleasures, all of that excitement about something. We need to have some of those negative experiences, some of those failures, some of those circumstances that don't go as well for us, where we feel frustrated or irritable or cranky to really put those positive moods into context. And the third reason that it is a good thing for your brain to have bad days sometimes to be in a bad mood is that when we push our emotions down, when we put on that happy face all the time, when we pretend that everything's okay, and we ignore those emotions, those warning signs that our brains are starting to give us, it can impact our body and our health. For example, how we often see this turn up in medicine is struggles with stomach symptoms. When we push down those emotions, sometimes then we deal with stomach upset, we're not feeling good, we're more likely to have headaches, muscle tension is another common sign of pushing down those emotions, holding back that stress, because really, it has to go somewhere, right? So if I am having a bad day, if I wake up like Allison, and I am super cranky, and the message that I am giving to myself that I have learned is I need to push that emotion down, because no one wants to see me in a bad mood. Really, it's like we're pushing all that down into our bodies, right? And so it makes sense then that our bodies will show those signs of stress, of pressure, of mood difficulties. It shows up in physical health problems. Like I said, stomach pain, tension are some of the really common signs that we, our bodies show us that we're under stress and we're ignoring it. So when we aren't allowing ourselves to experience those bad days, when we aren't comfortable or okay, having cranky days, having off days, having days where we don't feel fantastic, it can really result in this pattern where we push all of that down, and it impacts our long term health and well being. 
This episode is brought to you by my newest free workbook, Your Insider's Guide to Stop Procrastinating. If one of the areas where you're struggling right now is holding yourself back, if you feel like you want to take action in some area, but you keep waiting for the perfect time to start, or you find that you're holding yourself to these really high expectations, and that's making it hard to take action on some area in your life, check out this workbook. I walk you through five questions and four simple strategies you can start using today to get out of that cycle of waiting for the perfect time to start and take consistent action. You can get your copy at drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. Okay, back to my preschooler and her bad moods in the morning. Because I know that so many of us, myself included, have internalized or learned these beliefs that we really shouldn't feel sad or angry or cranky and we should really put on a happy face all the time, this is something that I'm really aware of for Allison and I'm working really hard to teach her to understand her emotions, to be aware of her emotions, whether it's happy or sad or angry or cranky or irritable or sorrow or joy, whatever those emotions are. Because I believe that by her learning when she's younger, that it is okay to have this full range of emotions. It'll be easier for her as an adult to understand when she's struggling, to understand what those emotions might be trying to indicate to her, and for her to be able to take more consistent action and make some of those changes in her life that she needs to go after her goals. Sometimes I have bad days. We all have bad days. We're all in bad moods sometimes. And that's actually a good thing. Putting pressure on ourselves to be perfect all the time, to always be happy and smiling and to never feel sad or angry or frustrated or cranky is really just setting us up to burn out. It's hard in our bodies. It's hard in our minds. And by learning to feel comfortable on those days when we're just having an off day or we don't feel totally like ourselves, we can learn from that experience and learn maybe what our brain's trying to tell us with those emotions so we can use it to make the changes that we need. Okay, that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.